All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. I'm sure one of my hosts, Damian. And today we're recording from a different location, something that we did in the earlier days. We are recording from home. And the reason we're recording from home is because due to the weather, it's the inclement weather, putting that in air quotes, we have a lot of snow and black ice outside. So it's not the best conditions to drive. So we'll be recording from the house. So for today's Choice Coffee, we will have homebrew, a little bit of this food line special, but I did try to spice it up a bit. I added a bit of Eddie's vanilla ice cream to it to kind of sweeten the deal, make it more palatable while we're recording this episode. So today we're going to keep it easy. I've got my computer in front of me and I wanted to go over a few things that I see. So let's go ahead and grab your cup. Let's take a sip. I will also add that I um, cut off the uh, heater just to make it more um, pleasing to the ear so we don't have the big cutting on or anything like that while we're sitting here recording and doing our thing. You may hear some background noise, you may hear some dogs, kids playing outside, different noises. I can only control so much of this environment being that I live in a community. So with that said, let's begin. So with all that, as I said, given the conditions, we'll be recording a little differently. I may be recording in shorter burst just to minimize the noise if it starts to get loud in one section or the other. Or while I'm talking, then I'll just go ahead and cut it and move to another clip when the sound kind of diminishes a bit. But for now, things are good. So what I wanted to talk about today is something that I noticed when I was at my mom's house the other day. She watches the news a lot. Me, I'm somebody who doesn't always watch the news. If I watch the news, I'm watching it in another language, you know, to improve my vocabulary and understanding of the language. But when you cut on the news, maybe in your country it's the same thing, you're going to see a lot of negative headlines. So for this example, if you wanted to follow along, you can go to WITN.com. That's the uh, local news here where I live in my area. And some of the first things you're going to see, I'm scrolling if you hear that noise, that's my mouse. Some of the things you're going to see are church services canceled in Eastern North Carolina. Some churches have announced they're closed on Sunday. Power restored to Carteret and Craven County, electric cooperative members, Charlie's first forecast, snow and ice, ice hang around as temps hold near freezing. The thing that was most interesting to me yesterday when I was looking at it, watching it because I had no choices with my mom's house, is that the negativity, you know, in the weather, so we had the snow coming in, which we have today, and they were just geeking all over themselves, getting so excited about how bad it's going to be on the road, how unsafe it is to drive, why you should go out and buy everything you need, don't go outside, you know, kind of creating this panic. Now, anybody who's prepared for the snow conditions, of course, you can go outside, drive if your tires are safe, you know, things like that, like they normally should be, but they were just really harping on the fact that it's so unsafe. And it just seemed like they were smiling as they kept talking about how dangerous it is. As we know, the news, they get their viewers by creating this controversy, this drama, this panic. You know, rarely are you going to see them get on there and say, hey, everybody, it's a great day. Go outside, enjoy the weather because, you know, the taxes are down, the economy's doing great people are having babies, you're never going to hear that type of headline. Like they're not just going to cover an hour of just good news and positivity. They're always going to try to um, promote some kind of agenda, some kind of thing with a side to panic, you know, something to get people 
moving. That's why I don't really watch it. But I wanted to read a couple of these headlines here as I already started, um, just so you guys can just kind of see what kind of news they're pushing out there. So let's see, um, seven hours ago, NCDOT reopens the Noose River Bridge. Uh, US 17 bypass in Jacksonville closed. Plane slides off runway at RDU Airport. Okay. Pitt County rain and sleet hits roads before snow. More than 200 power outages in Carteret County. Lenore County, cold and gloomy air ahead of snowfall. Onslow County, icy mix on the roads. Noose River Bridge closed. Martin County, slick roads and sleet make driving unsafe. Marine who died in military truck crash remembered by hometown community. Rocky Mountain Police investigating armed robbery. Marines killed in Onslow County military truck crash identified. Onslow County man confesses, confesses to child sex crimes. So you can see how it's just kind of taken that descent, right, into the absurdity that is the news. Starts off a little light about the weather, you know, a couple bad conditions, and now they're just getting into man stabbed, woman assaulted in Greenville domestic case. That's, that's how they try to grab people and, and bring them in. So let's go back up here to this uh, Marine who died in military truck crash remembered by hometown community. That was 23 hours ago. So people are just sitting around waiting to write about something bad. If you die, you know, they just want to run and write about it. So let's see this little get sensational article they have put together. Let's read it together for the first time. Preston County. Friends and family are mourning the death of 18-year-old Zachary Rifle less than a year after he entered active duty service. Rifle was one of two Marines killed in the devastating military vehicle crash in Onslow County Wednesday. The other Marine was 19-year-old Jonathan from Lawrenceville, Georgia. WT, WT, WDTV reports Rifle was a Kingwood, Wyoming native, and was beloved by many. He was a multi-sport athlete at Preston High School where he graduated early so he could enlist in the military. Rifle's wrestling coach, Bradley Reed, says he will be missed by everyone who knew him. Okay, so this is them trying to paint the picture that Zach was just the picture-perfect son that entered into active duty service and he was killed. And one of his friends, I guess, uh, survived a vehicle crash, Jonathan. Um, well, no, he didn't survive. One of two Marines killed. So these were some young boys that uh, got in a bit of a trouble, um, a little bit of trouble, you know, got in a car accident. Maybe the roads were unsafe. So this is backing their whole position on don't be on the roads. To continue, it says that this is quoted from Bradley Reed's coach. The things that stick out to me about Zach from his wrestling career was he was a kind of a goof. He was a great kid, you know, always had a smile on his face, was quick with a joke. Reed adds that Rifle was an athlete and a kid that you couldn't help but love. Soccer coach Josh Russell says he taught Rifle the team's junior year. So these are a bunch of people from the school, I guess just indicating to the age of the young man who was sadly killed. But this is the kind of stuff they write about. Somebody was just like, oh, he died. Let's, let's write this so they can get some ratings and likes and shares from this, this article. When he texted me that he, when he said, when he texted me that and says that's what he's going to do, I was really proud of his decision to step out of that, you know, being a young man to being a man. That's the kind of person I think this is um, in quotes. So there are some grammatical errors here. That's just what I'm reading. That's the kind of person I think Zach was. He made the decision on his own to serve his country and to graduate early. I was never more proud of Zach than when he told me that. 
again, from his wrestling coach. So there's nothing from the family, nothing from any sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles. It's just all his coaches. I guess they were the only ones that knew this young man that had died. Um, that's one of the articles on here. This is just, you know, another mention to the fact that, I mean, they're not really promoting any positivity. Now, I mean, it could just be that, you know, one chooses to focus on these things. But, I mean, these are the headlines. These are the big, bold text that they put up here for people to see. Now, down here where it says more news. Let's see what the more news says. State COVID-19 hospitalizations hit another high record. Man wanted for breaking into a strange wife's home, attacking her, stealing her car. Kinston police searching for Walmart thief suspect. Newburn experiences winter weather. Winter storm prompts closures, delays at Star Mid. Silver alert canceled for missing Jacksonville man. Ferries closed due to rough conditions. Louis Armstrong, Emmy-winning comedian, dies at 68. Complications of cancer. Meatloaf, bad out of hell rock star, dies at 74. These are the kind of things they're reporting on. Are these the kind of things you want to be sitting there hearing and listening to all day? This is what, you know, my mom and probably many parents like her just sit and listen to all day long. You know, they keep the news on in the background while they're doing this or doing that. So they're just hearing all this negativity. There's nothing on here about self-development. There's nothing out here about, uh, oh, ways to improve your stability in the falling economy or just ways to motivate and uplift people. You know, inspiring, sensational peace. There's nothing up here about a dog, the little cute puppies, nobody... Um, Oh, so-and-so had a baby this week. You know, it's a healthy baby boy. It's a healthy baby girl. None of that going on. Let's continue. Biden plans to communicate more in second year in office. He thinks he's going to communicate more in second year in office. Biden urges patients to use virtual care option during winter weather. Now, we had a little bit of snow in the morning, like I said, but it's already melting. It's still some ice on the road, but it's already melting. So, I mean, it's not like we're snowed in, but if you just sit here and listen to the news you'll think that it's not safe to go outside. I'm not going outside because I verified it by opening the door, looking in my area, and I can see there's ice under the snow. So I've tried to drive on that before. It's not a good time. And I mean, it's only one day. It'll be squared away tomorrow, so I'll just get back out there then. Let's go ahead and take a break, and uh, maybe we'll look into a little more. All right, so here we are, same site, back on, but I've decided to click on this uh, article they have under closings and delays. So they're talking about closings with the schools, but this is where they go into the article with parents say their special needs children bullied in Onslow County Public Schools. Let's see, written by Derek Rush. Several parents of special needs children have reached out to WITN reporters with complaints of bullying and mistreatment of their children in the school system. Parents of special needs children expressed concerns in Tuesday's November Onslow County Board of Education meeting. So obviously they had a meeting where they sat down and discussed, you know, the pros and cons of the school, how things are going and what their kids are reporting. Last Wednesday, my son was in a science class and there was a boy that was kicking him under the table who said her 13-year-old son, Dominic, he has autism and was the victim of bullying at Swansboro Middle School by a child without special needs. Okay, so a kid with special needs was bullied by a kid that didn't have special needs. Um, 
I don't think it matters if you have special needs or not. In school, you get bullied. That's just kind of what happens, goes with the territory. I mean, I was bullied. I didn't have special needs. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I do. I don't know. But uh, bullying is something that goes on. Now, we just need to see to what degree the uh, bullying occurred. A physical altercation ensued. The boy got up and started punching my son on both sides of his face, she continued. Okay, so a fight broke out. They kept calling it a mutual fight. It's not a mutual fight when you're a special needs child on the ground being choked. That's not a mutual fight. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things going on here. So obviously, this is the mom talking about what happened to her son. She feels bad, doesn't want things to happen to her son. No kid should get hit. But whether the boy had special needs or not, he was in a fight. He wasn't able to defend himself. Now, what would be the action? Should it be sign the kid up for martial arts, teach the kid how to protect himself, or always jump in and try to save the situation? If this boy is going to turn into a man, he's going to have to start protecting himself. Now, if the teacher was just sitting back and watching this bullying taking place, then, yeah, it would be an issue. But these are two kids. The boy's still alive. I mean, I've had worse things done in school. Maybe you've experienced worse things in school. It's, it's a tough time. This is why you must prepare your kids. So if you're sitting your special needs, see, she's already labeled her child a special needs kid. You don't do that. Okay, maybe the kid's got Down syndrome. Maybe he's he's a little slow with learning, has a disability, dyslexic, whatever it is. He is still a child that will need to learn how to defend himself, how to protect himself. Now, if you're that threatened by your child being in school and something may happen to him, then you can homeschool the kid. So, I'm already taking a side on it. You may be taking a side on it, but let's continue. Amanda Green pulled all six of her children out of the Onslow County schools after she says her son, Gabriel, was bullied by an older student in May. Green says her son also has autism and struggles with verbal communication. His best way of communication, Green said, is drawing. I put some paper in front of him and I asked him to draw me what happened. So he grabbed crayons and he drew the boy. Onslow County Schools released a statement about bullying past in, in past incidents, which read in part, while any student being bullied concerns us and results in action, when a child with disabilities is bullied, we are required to respond, investigate, and take actions that are intended to stop it and prevent it from reoccurring. As caring educators, we must work to educate those who are intolerant, who are intolerant and unkind, so that they will be better citizens and help out our most vulnerable students successfully navigate these situations to achieve academic success. On Tuesday, the Board of Education met to discuss its annual independent audit report, retention bonuses, 2021 to 2022 calendar adjustments, instructional services for exceptional children operations, and COVID-19 protocols and practices. They just had to squeeze that COVID in there like, okay, we're getting, we have a kid that's being bullied, his mom is upset, the school's trying to put these policies in place to prevent it from happening again. Oh, and by the way, there's COVID, because see, every time they mention COVID, I guess they just get brownie points or something for that. That's what that article <clears throat> had going on. And then you got this little Dave Jordan up here with breaking news authority to talk about it. I'm telling you, I mean, I don't, I don't know what what this news thing, this ball of news is is coming to, but I mean, it's just full of negativity, full of drama. There's just really not a lot of good positivity on here. There's more cons 
than pros. So if you were to find the pros in news, like why somebody should even pay attention to the news, well, just to get an idea, get an idea of world events that are occurring, get an idea of the sentiment around the weather, you know, maybe look, look into the next town over, the next county. But see, this is the thing when you're watching local news, because you have the global news, but this is local news. So local news is local. So they pretty much put a box around the rest of the world. Now, while this kid's getting bullied, meanwhile, other places, they've got things like wars and natural disasters happening. But somebody sat down and chose the time to sit and write about this little kid getting pushed around. You know, he didn't die or nothing like that, but they just felt this was... This was more important right now. The people in this area, this local area, need to know that this little boy is being bullied. Meanwhile, bigger things in the world are happening. That's why I don't watch the news like that. Just because there's a slant to everything. Um, <clears throat> what kind of things are you finding in your news? When you look at your weather channel or open your newspaper and read about the world or your local community, what kind of images and things are they trying to push on you? What way are they kind of trying to sway you? In my opinion, there's always some kind of political agenda in the back, but that could be for another another time. But like I said, um, the conditions have been favorable while we've been recording today. We'll get more into something in the next recording. On this one, we'll take a sip. And I will leave you with that. Talk to you in the next one.